0: McDermott on 2FM.
1: Sponsored by Just Eat. Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour.
0: On McDermott on 2FM. With
1: Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app.
0: Alright so last week I was chatting to Taylor Parks I mentioned already but it's worth going through I mentioned the big massive songs that everybody knows Seven Rings um, with Ariana Grande Thank You Next as well Love Lies High Hopes by Panic at the Disco she wrote these songs she's written with Jennifer Lopez and Jason Derulo and Mariah Carey she is probably the biggest songwriter in the entire world she's also uh, an artist in her own right she's got a brand new album coming uh, 5th of April is due to be released It's called We Need to Talk she was in town of a friday and i caught up with her hello taylor parks hi how are you
1: i'm doing well how are you
0: i'm well it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance um so i didn't know you grew up in texas i've just literally learned that (laughs) where did you do the debbie allen dance studio thing
1: Los Angeles, Los Angeles. I started off in Texas, though, and then I ended up going to L.A. very, very young.
0: You did the, I'm going to try a little bit of dancing, and then Debbie Allen literally said, hey, does anybody do some acting? (laughs) And then you did that transition, you did the acting thing. Is it true that you snuck into an audition for Gilmore Girls, which you ultimately ended up being in.
1: Yes, it's very true. So like when I first came to um, to L.A., like I didn't have an agent. I didn't have anything. And even at the time when Debbie asked, does anybody know how to act? I didn't know how to act. I was just like, OK, let's try it and let's see where it goes. And um, and it happened to be something that I actually enjoyed. Then we end up picking up our entire lives, moving to L.A., and my mom would read these, like, casting boards and kind of figure out what are the auditions going on around the city. And I'm going to take my daughter to them, and we're just going to see if we get in. Me and
0: Gil- my mama hop in a U-Haul van. all <laughs>
1: Exactly. That. Um. Exactly. And then Gilmore Girls, we end up there, and the person, the agent, I mean, the casting director catches me, and she's like, wait a minute. It says, "I mean, you don't have that. You have an agent down here. Who am I supposed to contact?" I was like, "Uh, my mom got me here."
0: <laughs> that's because, to me, like *Gilmore Girls* is one of these all-time iconic American shows, and the fact that you just sneak into the audition just like that—that's that's awesome to me. That's the American <laughs> dream right there. Um, look, we could probably do a two-hour podcast on your transition through the acting world into the singing world, but time is not on our side. We have a friend of the show, Ruth Ann. Cunningham, she was on "Scared to Be Lonely," Martin Garrix, and uh, "Slow Hands" for Nile Horan, and "Leave Get Out" for JoJo back in the day, um, and she, songs. she's kind of a few steps behind you in making the transition from. She's certainly somebody that everybody picks up the phone to as a songwriter, but transitioning to an artist has been, it's not been easy for her, and she's still at the start of her journey, but how did you find the transition from A to B?
1: I mean, it's definitely not an easy transition, but it's also something, I mean, you're kind of starting all over anyway. Yeah. You're, you've you proven yourself as a creative, you've proven yourself as a songwriter, but it's almost as, as if it puts you at a disadvantage to be someone who has had success in other things too. To try to jump into something else. The same thing happened to me with acting. You know, you just do, gotta do whatever you do, the greatest that you can do it, you know?
0: Yeah, okay. Is it true that you kept High Hopes in reserve for ages because you didn't you you hadn't find the right artist for it?
1: Yes, it's completely true. I've always been the type of uh, writer to wait for the right artist to come along versus devaluing the song and Brendan, you know, and Panic at the Disco in general They killed it.
0: So does that mean without naming names? Of course because you wouldn't (laughs) be so uncouth. Does that mean did people record it and you kind of went mmm?
1: It happens all the time and I try not to to um, get an artist's hopes up and even allow them to cut the song if I know that it won't work out because I, I I don't want to make that artist feel any type of way that it's them personally. It's just I have to do what's best for the song at all times. It always goes back to what makes the song the greatest.
0: Um, given like, because there's the big obvious highlights that everybody has heard ubiquitously everywhere, the Thank You Next and, and uh, Love Lies and High Hopes and whatnot. And you said about High Hopes, you didn't know it was going to be such a hit. Is that common with songs? Like, even when you're writing, you know, if you're on Thank You Next, do you know, oh, we're onto something special here? Or do you just kind of go, I'm happy with this song, and it will do what it will do? Like, are you good at measuring... The future success of stuff you're writing
1: I think I don't try to measure the future success of it because then I start to you start to overthink when you come to, to that point I think the music industry would be in a lot better place if everybody stopped pretending to know what a hit is we don't know it's a hit until it becomes a hit that's why they all sound different or the very exact same thing but I mean imagine like DJ Mustard right he came out and you know immediately that was a DJ Mustard track because it had about doom, 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 doom. you know that then 50 more of those come after it sure we can't pretend like we would have known that dj Mustard would have blown up like that but we can see the effect that he's had on you know music and same thing goes for any other trend but nobody knows it until it actually happens
0: this is a chat i did with taylor parks last week writer of thank you next isn't that amazing that you're writing one of the biggest songs in the world and you're kind of going mm, this could do business i'm not sure The point is though She's doing her own thing now So let's take a track of hers This is I want you And then we're back to chatting Here we go 2FM Writer of seven rings And thank you next Now an artist in her own right That's Taylor Parks I want you on 2FM She's got a brand new album coming out It's called We Need to Talk I was chatting with her last week and just asked her, broadly speaking, did she have a mission statement she wanted to make? She's written songs for biggest artists in the world. This is her own album, her first album. And what was she trying to say, if anything particular?
1: I think that I literally let this album come together so naturally because it was, it first started off as a conversation with myself. Like, okay, we need to talk. We're going into a whole new phase and I'm discovering myself in a completely different way, both sonically and visually and all these things. So at first it started off kind of like, Put, put, placing a mirror up to my face And being like, okay girl We like diamonds, we like pearls now We like the color pink, what's going on And then during that process Of learning who I was I ended up falling like in love for the very first time In my life And then that same, that same kind of mirror Had to be held up to that person um, But then bigger than that Bigger than the love story of the album, it's defying genres and and gender roles and reversing all of those different ideas because I think that that's the biggest conversation that we need to have right now in society. What is femininity? What is masculinity? And why does it matter? You know, blurring all of us in what is genre? What is pop? What is R&B? And those are things that I feel as an artist we need to be talking about more and more artists need to push those boundaries so that we can evolve.
0: It's, it's it's kind of a little bit of a stretch from the gender roles thingy but I did I saw a chat you did where you were talking about um, I guess the reckoning Hollywood and well more Hollywood but to an extent now the music industry as well is happening with itself and you said your dad would drop you to studios and he would be terrified because he's you know he was kind of letting you off and you were young this this young girl and there was reputations of people preceded them and predators and whatnot. was that was that was that something you were acutely aware of at the time or is it only something you've looked at now that there is this reckoning going on in music?
1: I think at the time, obviously my parents would be like, you gotta be careful, you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it, because of the fact that they know that I'm very independent and they also know that there are certain things that, first of all, they've had 9 to nine to 5's my entire life. They don't come from the music industry and they only can tell me what they assume to know, right? I take those assumptions very seriously when it's coming from my parents and obviously we've all seen the documentaries and heard the stories, but the there's one thing that my parents also knew, and is that I don't play that. <laughs> so when it comes to me respecting myself and making sure that I'm smart enough or as smart as I can to try to avoid those situations, and even if even in regards to like the girls ha- that have ended up in those situations, it's sometimes something that is unavoidable. But just just making sure that you kind of have your head on straight um, at all times, it, it's. It's not something that I realized until I got a lot older that things could have been a lot worse.
0: Okay, good. Well, at at least you kind of got to walk away and go, I escaped
1: rather than I was... Exactly. I didn't really have to go through um, anything where I was disrespected in that way, which is amazing. I've been really blessed to be able to say I've worked with a lot of incredible men and women, you know. Okay. Taylor Parks, it's been a pleasure. Thank you.
0: There you go Taylor Parks on 2FM Lovely chatting to her And uh, a big bright career ahead No doubt If they're the kind of tune She's cracking out for sport Drop her an old spot o- uh, follow On Spotify And the debut album We Need to Talk uh, Comes out in about Three weeks from now 5th of April I believe So there you go hey! This is 2FM M- M-